ButcherBox makes it easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. For me, I love their ribeye steak with a smoke and reverse sear, their tender belly bacon, which is some of the best uncured bacon on planet Earth. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty, and ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash WP and use the code WP. Welcome to Western Contours Podcast, sharing experiences, providing insight, and looking for solutions to become better hunters. We talk gear, on and off season preparation, tips and tactics, conservation, and finding inspiration in the outdoors as sportsmen and women. Thank you for joining us as we share our love for all things Western hunting. Hey guys, thanks for joining Western Contours as we bring you Elk Holland Academy's Feature Friday. This week, Michael talks about calling elk with an open reed cow call and external reed bugles. Enjoy the episode. Good evening, everybody. My name is Michael Batiste from the Elk Calling Academy, and this is Wapiti Wednesday Q&A. Uh, if this is your first time joining us, Glenn Drexler, first time here. Welcome, welcome. So if this is your first time joining us, the way Wapiti Wednesday works is we, we, we start with a topic. And tonight's topic, we're going to talk about... Um, alternative options to diaphragm reads. So open read cow calls, external read bugles, and that kind of stuff. And then also as we go along, we have some questions that people have submitted today and we will uh, answer live questions as we go along. So it doesn't matter if you're joining us from Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube, feel free to put your questions in and I will do my best to answer all of the questions here during the live. Now also, if this is your first time or you're just enjoying enjoying the content, make sure that you like, subscribe, or follow whichever channel that you're on and be sure to turn on notifications. So, all right, uh, stumbled across the film, The Push. Do you use any trad bows? Jim, actually, I started as a trad bow guy uh, back in 84, 85, and I have seriously thought about going back to it. Uh, the simplicity of it, the challenge of it, um, it's it's just, I, I don't know, it's something that I've really, really been thinking about the last couple of years. So, uh, but it's been a while since I've shot uh, a, a trad. I mean, I'll play with it every once in a while. So, uh, John Peterson, it's been a while since I've caught one of these. Welcome back. Jesse Morris, only a few weeks out. I know we are coming fast. So, uh, Hunt Ready Holsters, Hunter Scott. So, okay. Let's jump into it. So what kind of got me thinking about this was this past weekend, I was down over in the Medford, Oregon area doing a seminar and there was an individual there that is basically allergic to latex. Using a diaphragm reed is just out of the question. And it kind of got me thinking that, you know, everything that we talk about lately is or focus on is diaphragm reads, diaphragm reads. But I know there's people that can't use diaphragm reads for either one, because of latex sensitivities, or two, just huge gag reflexes, or three, they're really new to using a diaphragm reed and they don't have the confidence to use it out in the field, so they just don't even try calling. So that's when I was like, you know, let's let's talk about other options. Um, First off, do you have to use a diaphragm reed to 
be successful in elk hunting. No, you don't. I have some friends that have are extremely successful elk hunters and have been successful elk hunting for years, and they've never used a diaphragm read a day in their life. The nice thing that a diaphragm read gives you is the hands-free option, but also the versatility to go from cow sounds right into bugles, and it's just convenience, I guess you would say. All right. Uh, shot your bow for 97 to 18. Killed my first elk. Six by six with a recurve. Nice. So, okay. So what options, you know, are there? Let's let's kind of focus on cow sounds at first. And, and the first one I'm going to touch on is I, I think this is a call that really has, in my mind, the most realistic sound out there of any calls. It's also one of the easiest calls to use and probably one of the least inexpensive. And that is the Flexmark. I can't even remember the name of it. Um, anyways, sorry, Mark. So, um, but it is, it's a call that's been around for a lot of years. It's a very simple bite down call. Um, but the nice thing about this is, like I said, somebody could, you, you know, you could get this call and within a matter of minutes, you can be very efficient at cow sounds. And, you know, the way these work is just your teeth basically operate and then you can use your diaphragm to control the volume in the wines, but... You know, if you wanted to go hands-free. But very, very controllable, very easy to use. And like I said, to me, I think it's one of the most realistic sounds out there. I mean, if you really listen to videos of cow vocalizations, that thing right there is pretty dang close to natural sounds. Um, even though I love diaphragm reads and I use diaphragm reads heavily, um, I've kind of gone away from using external reads. But earlier this year, I posted that video of the bull that I called in for Klein Low, where the bull rolls back down the hill. And you'll hear me on that video use a lot of external read or open read cow calls or you know external devices like that. And just the responses that I was hearing from the bulls. And, and I was like, God, why did I ever go away from using that? Why did I stop using it? And so, so this year I'm going to be using, um, you know, the Flexmark and, and also a couple from Native by Carlton that we'll get into um, a lot more. But like, like I said, that Flexmark is, is really... I mean, guys, it doesn't seem like much. It seems like a kid's toy, but it is so realistic. And, you know, obviously the sound in here versus sound out in the mountains are, are two completely different things. Um, you hear this thing outside and you'll be like, wow, especially at a distance. So, um, Andy, I love my flex tone bite. Uh, Glenn Drexler, I've got four of the flex mark. They're pretty good. Um, I'm not really good with a diaphragm in my opinion. And that's what's nice about these open read options is they give you the confidence to do elk sounds while you're learning a diaphragm. And, and honestly, sometimes the, the pitch and tone that you can get on some of these open read cow calls or the flex mark, will help you tune your ears to match with the diaphragm so uh hello my bugle and tree rake and boot stomp and elk hunting brother almost game time how you doing elk whisper i know we are getting close 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 in fact i have my last seminar this friday and then as soon as that seminar is done i'm running up to the hills to uh check cameras so uh i know there's a lot of variables at play but what is an average distance that elk will hear a cow call if there's not much wind or terrain in the way etc you'll be amazed at how long how far you can hear that i mean you think about 
if you've ever been sitting out there and you hear people walking and talking through the forest and they may not be talking very loud but you can hear them plain as day from a hundred yards away and you're like holy cow those guys are being loud now it uh lol tracy wants it can you give us the website yeah it's it's flex mark game calls that's just the website you can buy them as individuals three packs five packs um and in fact i do have i I bought a five pack because i'm going to pass them out to all of my guys in my hunting camp mark is sending a few extras so next week i might have a giveaway or two with with a couple of those so um but now, so you can hear people talking 100 yards away or a little more. Now, think about elk that hear a lot better than we can. You'll be amazed at how just a soft, subtle sound so uh, can carry. So, um, so for those of you interested, it's www.flexmarkcall.com. E-L-K-C-A-L-L. So flexmarkelkcall.com. So go there. Like I said, um, they're not that expensive. Um, You can get them, like I said, singles, multiples, or or whatever. So... um, but yeah, so really to answer your, your, your question, Jefferson, they can hear a lot farther than we can. You'll, you'll be amazed at how just a nice, soft, subtle... can really carry out there. So uh, just re- recently ordered Love Hunting Elk. You're going to love them. So, okay. So other options out there. You know, then you have your open read cow call styles. This is the green weenie. Uh, This is part of the custom line from Native by Carlton. Now, the thing about operating these is these are a, a, a lip pressure. And really the way to operate these effectively is you really wanna pierce your lips hard together. But the one thing about these is they all have this band on them. And this is kind of a tuning band that you can change. And I don't think a lot of people realize this is a lot of people don't realize that you can change the tone on these. So um, especially on the green weenie, the green weenie has little notches where this goes in. Now, the thing that's cool about these two is you can go top lip or bottom lip. Everybody has a little bit more control. So, uh, Flex, uh, your last podcast, Western Contours, was lights out. A must listen for bow hunters, especially newer bow hunters. Thank you very much. So, um, Glenn Drexler, I just got the Temptress from Rocky Mountain and love it. Uh, the fact that you can use it as it is, cover the two holes with your fingers, and it's totally different sound. So, um, yeah, Rocky Mountain, there's a couple that I like. They're Trophy Wife. Uh, I really like the tone on that one, too. But So, like I said, top lip or bottom lip. Or bottom lip. So just play with that. The main thing is if you're not getting that high pitch, you're not piercing your lips tight enough together. Now, like I said, if I take this and I just roll it forward one notch, Notice how it changes that pitch. It changes that tone a little bit. So that's another versatile tool there because a lot of times you'll hear all the open... Problem with open read cow calls is you can't be versatile on them. You can't change your pitch. You can't change your tone. I just showed you right there just by changing that band that you can do it. Same thing on this one here. Now, if I take that band and just roll it over one notch... So it just changes that pitch and tone just a little bit. Now, the other cool thing about this, and what you can use, you can set this band so that it's a lip positioner. So it's almost a guide. You get it to a tone that you like, and all you have to do each time is just bump your lips 
up against that each and every time and you're in that same place to replicate and do that sound over and over and over again so uh let's see fantastic so okay um now there are other cow calls out there there's kind of bite and blow styles too that you have you know two plastic pieces with the reed in the middle and you basically bite down with your teeth those i think those are a little too sharp in my opinion but for somebody just starting out um they are i'm not going to say foolproof but they are really really easy i would steer you more towards like the flex mark and an open read cow call you're not talking a lot of money on those um, but it does give you a little bit of versatility so uh let's see 20 days in a wake up two states three weeks i'm out of here nice good luck john jones uh what i love about the temptress is you put your lips on the plastic no runner band so yeah the temptress has basically kind of a a rubber nipple on it um and for those of you that do have that allergy to latex you don't have to worry about open read cow calls because there is no latex on these the reeds themselves are actually a mylar reed um on the flex mark it's a rubber uh the temptress um you know has a rubber piece um the two that I really like from Rocky Mountain, since people are talking about Rocky Mountain, are the Trophy Wife and the Matriarch. Um, I just I, I like the subtleness and the tones on those and how you can run those. So, uh, Ron Thomas, my buddy used a Flexmark call last year, sounded great. My other buddy used it to stop deer. Uh, Michael Hamilton, dang nabbit, I'm late to the party. You might be late, but you're also here. So, uh, read call Voodoo by Rocky Mountain. Uh, what call is that that you're using right now? So, Glenn, this is the Green Weenie from Native by Carlton. And then this one is the Flex Mark Cow Call. So, so those are the two that we've talked about. The other one that I kind of blew on on this is this is the Native by Carlton. This is the short bell that's in their custom line. So, uh, good evening. Can you talk about what you would want to change or why you would want to change the pitch? What factors contribute to that decision? So, Jesse, great question. So basically what the the reason you want to change your pitch is almost like when you go fishing. Okay, you're sitting there, you're you're spinning, you know, you're flipping a rooster tail. You're not getting any bites. You're not getting any bites. So you take that one off and you put a different color on. Well, by changing on this open read cow call, since it changes the pitch, since it changes the frequency a little bit, it, it just may change enough that that pitch frequency is what then elicits a response so it's it, it's almost like by changing that pitch it's almost like swapping out to a different diaphragm read maybe maybe you're using one that has a mid kind of range and you switch to one that has a higher range it's just something um to try to uh, elicit a little bit of uh, response from so uh, mike boyd love my pack thanks again michael you are very welcome bud i i just i thought that was great that i had the ability to hand deliver that to you last week so uh wish i could have made it to medford oregon but two weeks away from first archery elk hunt so um it's okay if you missed medford we had a great time uh, but we are already planning next year and it's going to kind of be a little bit bigger and um just kind of grow off what we did this year but thank you to all of you that showed up this weekend i had a i had a blast over there i have the ed scary bite down calls they don't sound very good in my opinion you got to understand though glenn sometimes what we think doesn't sound good is really what sometimes we'll get a response from a bull um I've played around with the Skiri, and those are the bite down that I talked about. Um, like I said, they usually are a little more aggressive, I guess is the best way to describe it. That's that's kind of why I like you know these styles a little bit better because you have that ability that you can add emotion 
you can add excitement if you want to, but you can also back it off and just be nice and controlled on it. So, uh, Michael Hamilton, I can't put a green weenie in my mouth, but Michael, if that green weenie called in multiple bulls, would you use the green weenie at that time? So... (laughs) Don Binder, I love my flex mark. I also use reeds. Yes, and for those of you that do use diaphragm reeds, these are just an addition that you can add as a different uh, pitch, just something to change it up. Um, John Peterson, any suggestions for a bugle tube that doesn't require a diaphragm? Great question, because that is where we are going in next. So, um so that that just kind of gives you guys some options or alternatives on the cow side. Now, how about bugling? Um, you can certainly do the same thing there. So um, this one right here, this is a power bugle mouthpiece that I put into um, a dominator tube, just something to help kind of expand the sound a little bit. There's options out there. Um, if you can't use a diaphragm reed, but you want a bugle, the power bugle is a great option. Uh, Rocky Mountain Hunting Calls has their Conquer mouthpiece. Now, for those of you guys that have that latex um, allergy, I'm going to suggest the selectable from Rocky Mountain Hunting Calls because this actually comes with a green false tongue that is uh, rubber. So you have you, you don't have to worry about um, al- or, or you don't have to worry about the latex touching any part because with that rubber it just turns it into a bite down style. So now the, the other thing is is you know I get asked a lot. Well, can you still produce? you know, the sounds on external reed bugles. Yeah, you can. I mean, and and again, like the power bugle, you have the ability, bottom lip, top lip. Uh, Another good option is the Berry Thunder Bugle. Um, But again, the Berry Thunder Bugle, that's going to have a latex. So if you have allergy to latex, get the Rocky Mountain hunting calls, the selectable. For those of you that don't, uh, the berry is kind of cool because the what Glenn did is on his, it actually comes with different reeds. So you can change the voice on that power bugle or thunder bugle. Um, it... Uh, kind of gives you different voices i have a buddy that uses the the berry in montana and that dude has killed some monster bulls just by using that but i mean location so can most certainly you know locate um you know we've talked about the huffs grunts and whines So you can still, I like the Conqueror mouthpiece um, from Rocky Mountain just because I take the green false tongue off and I run it with my lip. I think, especially on the growls, so you can get some good sounds on it. It's, It's easy to operate, it's easy to control. Uh, love hunting elk opinion on the elk reel calls um they're okay for me they're too bulky um but i know some people really really like it uh because of the simplicity it is very easy to operate um you're going to produce the same sounds that you can with the flex mark in my opinion i personally have more control with the flex mark than i do the other one and it's also smaller so that's just my opinion you may be a little bit different you may like the elk reel over the flex mark um you'll just have to play with both of them to see uh plan one for wisconsin and come some of our elk Oregon's a bit far I have never done a seminar in Wisconsin so that would be kind of cool to uh to do that so um 
let's see. Calling elk is like calling turkeys. One call may fire them up. Another call gets no response. Exactly. So uh, if given a choice, would elk leave a feeding area uphill or downhill to go to bed in the morning? So, Dave, they're typically going to move up to their bedding. Um, now, that is going to vary from area to area to area. Some some places they will just work out onto open faces or open ridges to feed. Uh, but remember, they always move with the wind in their nose. So, um, and in the mornings, those thermals are basically going down. So, uh, why does it why does it sound like that bull hasn't reached? puberty yet yeah that is one thing and, and also on that power bugle mouthpiece it, it does come with different bands it comes with gray bands white bands they have different pitches on it uh, so you can basically um, kind of change that so what about the terminator the terminator yes that's another option for those of you that have that allergy to latex because it's a silicone on the blue snap on reed and i know a lot of people knock the terminator but it's one of those things that um if you put the practice in and you spend time on it, you can become efficient and you can make all the sounds on that. And I know the Terminator gets a bad rap, but that bugle has called in a ton of bulls over the years throughout multiple different states. So, but it's just like anything else. You have to take the time to become proficient at it. So that way you can basically, um, make those different sounds so jesse that answers your question too about another latex free bugle so danny never ever ever use the terminator why i called in a ton of bulls with a terminator early on so just because you don't like it or you don't want to use it there are people out there that don't have the option and 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 Danny I bet you I've got a buddy that's that's all that's all he uses the terminator and I bet if we were out on the mountains and I had him bugling you wouldn't be able to know yes most people sound fluty and they have that same three note range on it and it doesn't change but those people that really take the time to learn on it in fact you want to listen to somebody who's really good on it go listen to Ralph Ramos Ralph Ramos is really good on that terminator Okay, what other options are there for uh, external external reed bugles? So Abe and Sons has has one that you have a piece of latex and a couple of rubber bands that you stretch. Again, you run it with your bottom lip. It does have good sounds. And then another one is uh, deep timber sounds. Dan Clower. The Deep Timber Sounds, it has a larger learning curve out of all of them, but the one thing is though, you can really produce some amazing sounds with the Deep Timber Deep Timber Sounds, you know, bugle. He has two different sizes on it, a larger mouthpiece and a smaller. Get the smaller mouthpiece. It's easier to learn on and just basically go with that. So have you heard of the Mac Daddy? Yes, I have, and I have the Mac Daddy. The hard part with the Mac Daddy is, and you can still pick some up, um, HS, and the Mac Daddy is another one for those of you that have a latex intolerance. The Mac Daddy is basically a push button. Um, you can produce some really good sounds with that, but HS is not making the replacement reads on it anymore. But here's a little tip. If some of you have the Mac Daddy and you want a replacement read, just go to your local store and buy any of the HS diaphragm reads and take the tape off. It's the same exact frame. Then you have the option that you can go single, double, or triple. And in fact, I have one that I put a double in and it basically sounds really decent. So I'm going to use it as a location bugle this year. So I can tell that sound on the mountain that call. Okay. We will agree to disagree on that one, Danny. I know you are staunch against the Terminator. So 
I checked trail cams last week with my four-year-old boy and got in a 20-minute barking match with a bull on our way out. He looped around where we were standing. Curiosity will kill the cat this year. I like it. So, uh, to do, I heard a guy talking to Mr. Carlton, talking about how you should sound like a younger bull because no good-sized bull would want to fight the biggest bull. What's your thought about that? No, and, and exactly right. And Wayne and I talked about that when we were doing our seminar together in Wyoming. You don't want to sound like the biggest, baddest bull. And in fact, what you want to do is match the intensity of the bull that you're calling to or slightly below. You don't want to go above, but you also don't want to sound too small. So you want to sound large enough that he basically feels um, like you are a, a, a formidable adversary, but you don't want to intimidate them, run them off. So I guess, it, I guess if it calls in elk, what does it matter? I see your point. There you go. Last year here in Arizona, I called in many bulls with the Terminator. So uh, let's see, slightly off topic, but have you tried the Renegade tube from Phelps? It's about half the size of my other one, which I thought was pretty cool. Yes, I have. And the Renegade does have some good, um, sound to it in fact bryce my hunting partner he loves the renegade that's that's all he uses so um he just yeah it's it's a good good tube so uh let's see do you use the timid bugle as a tactic uh, no um well Sometimes it, it, it depends what I'm calling to. Uh, for, for those of you guys that are Patreon members or members there at elkcallingacademy.com, you guys, you guys kind of know within that breeding sequence how I tailor that sequence, whether it's a timid bull or an aggressive bull or, or so. Yes, if Jeremy, if I'm calling to a timid bull, I, I'm not going to get aggressive. So there's things that I'm going to do um, to kind of match him and give him kind of a false sense of hope. And to where he kind of feels like, oh, hey, I got a shot here. So uh, October 11th through 14th, rifle hunt in Colorado. Will calling a night bugling still be viable options during this time of year of the post rut? Absolutely, because you still have rut activity going on that time of year. You still have cows that are coming into cycle, you know, late, or it was cows that didn't get bred the first time and, and, and they're coming back in again. So... <laughs> absolutely calling is still effective um just know that you're rifle hunting and just be safe about it so all right i want to jump over to uh facebook because we had uh, let me check instagram real quick okay no questions from today but we had some on Facebook. So, okay. So Sean Keller, he's one of the ones that's in here tonight. He's, he's one of those ones that I was talking about. Um, open read cow calls and external read bugles uh, for 30 years. And Sean has called in some tremendous bull and definitely been, um, you know, very successful with it. So uh, Barry Thunder bugle. So, okay. Jim Hargrove, how do you tone down your bugle volume? Uh, I have the Barry Thunder bugle and we'll be hunting this year in a drop camp. Reports are the wolves. So, okay. So to tone down your bugle is basically... You got to understand that with with those external reed bugles and even with a diaphragm reed, that that air pressure that you're putting with your diaphragm, that force. So that's what can really. If I push a lot of air, more volume. less volume is really going to tone that down. So it's something that you will have to work on. Same thing uh, with, with bugling. If I push a lot of air. Going to get a louder bugle. But if I back off that pressure with the diaphragm. It brings that volume down. So that's basically what I'm talking about, about toning down 
you know your your bugle and bringing that volume down it's that air pressure that you're putting out so and it's just one of those things that you have to practice you can do the same thing on uh external reeds uh bugles just don't force as much air with your diaphragm because you're still tightening your ab muscles tightening your rib muscles on that diaphragm to force that air out when you're using these uh, external reed bugles and same thing with the cow calls too um if i force a lot of air out loud if i go soft with the air pressure softens it up so your pressure on your diaphragm and the amount of air you're forcing out with externals is your volume control so uh matt flowers my my nine-year-old boy will be joining me this september that's awesome um what are some things calls he can use to be involved in calling uh matt Flexmark. Flexmark is going to be ideal for him. It's going to be very easy. It's something that he can pick up quickly and he can gain a lot of confidence really fast with it. So, okay, back to the questions. Uh, maybe a bit off topic, but is it possible to make a calf call with something other than a mouth read? Yeah, take your external. just shorter burst of air so remember the amount of air is going to control the length of it it's going to control whether you're doing a cow mew or a calf chirp um, again that air pressure and everything that you're doing is not only controlling volume but how much you put out whether you're shh or shh, shh. we'll kind of change change it from a cow to a calf uh can you have a time of day you prefer to visit wallows early in the season um i you know, usually a lot of times with wallows, I will hit wallows kind of around the bedding area and I'll kind of be hanging out with those kind of in that midday time is generally when I really like to uh, uh, visit wallows. So, um, Danny, I was late, so I assume you went over the bugling bull call with the green mouthpiece you bite down on. I really like it. Yeah, I did. Um, and, and Danny, here's the thing with the Conqueror mouthpiece, guys. Like I said, this normally comes with that green false t tongue that is a bite down style, or you can take that off. And the cool thing about this mouthpiece is you can either run it with your bottom lip or you can run it with your tongue. So you have the option of the green false tongue, your lip, or your actual tongue on that latex to operate it different ways. So uh, MM88, does your family ever get tired of you elk calling inside? Both my wife and dog start going nuts after a while. I usually get kicked out. They will make comments about it, but they also know that um, this is who I am. This is this is what I do. So, and I, I I try to be not nonstop all the time with it. Um, but yeah, some sometimes I can tell that they're a little fed up with it. So. Uh, <laughs> At one point in your setup, do you throw a lip ball out and how often? So, you know, Jay, a lot of times, I mean, there's there's a lot of factors in there. Um, you know, is, is is the bull lip balling to me first? How close is he? I, I, I mean, if, if there's a bull 400 yards out that's lip balling, I'm probably not going to lip ball to him because I'm not really in that defensive mode uh because really a lip ball is it's it's a dominance call it's something that's telling cows come to me i'm a dominant bull but yet it's telling other bulls stay away i'm a dominant bull um so usually i will kind of save that until i'm closer quarters to a bull and i'm more in a defensive nature than in a bull tending his cow just doing our thing type so Hey everyone, this is Andrew with Sasquatch Fuel. If you're heading into the backcountry this season and you need some meals that don't bog you down, check out sasquatchfuel.com. Our 100% compostable packaging was designed to combat litter in the backcountry. 
For more information on conservation in action, head to sasquatchfuel.com. Hey guys, enter code Western Contours at checkout and save a few bucks off your order. Oldenburg Tom. Hello, hello. How you doing? Sorry, I had to look kind of closely at that. So, um, who makes that bugle tube that you were talking about with the tongue piece? That is Rocky Mountain Hunting Calls. And the bugle is the selectable is is what they have. And, um, you know, funny story that that call was produced in a hotel room. Um, Rocky and I had just gotten done with the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation uh, elk camp there in Las Vegas. And the following week was the Western Hunting Conservation Expo there in Salt Lake. So we drove from Las Vegas up to Salt Lake. Had a little bit of time to kill, so just kind of got some pieces and parts and, and kind of put that together in the hotel room. And then the hotel we were staying at right downtown Salt Lake has a two-story parking garage. And we got up on that parking garage and started blowing on that selectable in downtown Salt Lake. I'm sure people were walking down the sidewalk trying to figure out what the heck was going on. But we, we would get on opposite sides, opposite corners, and one of us would call on it and the other would listen. And then we'd meet in the middle and yeah, then we'd change it up. And then the other one would call on it just to kind of kind of sound. But no, the selectable and the cool thing about the selectable, too, is as you're as you progress using a diaphragm read, um, you can actually pop that mouthpiece out and then you have a nice flexible grunt tube to use with that selectable with your diaphragm read. So, uh, Heather, 21 days, I know it's coming fast. So Chase, would you recommend that as a good beginner call? Absolutely. Any of the open read bugles, uh, the power bugle, um, the Rocky Mountain, the, the selectable from Rocky Mountain Hunting Calls. I, I tend to steer more people towards the selectable just because of the range that you can get on it. Uh, you can go from your deep ends to your high notes pretty dang easily. And with that green false tongue, it is one of those things that doesn't take much practice to get used to. Uh, you can get pretty efficient at it pretty dang quick. And then you can start playing with, you know, bending that green tab down and using your bottom lip on it or laying your tongue flat on it and working on that tongue pressure, which is, is going to help you with the diaphragm read. So um, offer the wife 10 bucks for every good sounding call she makes. She will get a different opinion. I like that. Danny, by the way, my verdicts is amazing. Can't wait to let the air out of an elk. The, yeah, the verdicts in the Traverse, I'm really impressed with what Matthews did this year. So uh, what is your recommendation for an external read call to purchase for calf calls for mature cows? Um, again, this Flexmark, guys, like, like I said, you can go deeper, older, or younger, just by putting more pressure with the teeth. You can do the same thing like on the green weenie. You're just going to control the amount of pressure that you put with your lips. So the more pressure you put, the higher pitch, the younger the cow. So, um, so Justin, good, versatile, green weenie or the flex mark are the two that, that I really like that are in my hip pouch on my pack. So uh, self-employed with a 40 by 80 taxidermy studio. As soon as employees clock out, I lock the doors and fire up the calls nonstop while I work. I like it. So uh, do you have classes, videos on calling with latex free calls by any chance or be willing to do a paid coaching or video? I have been struggling making quality bugles with these calls. So Jesse, that actually is part of the website and the new e-course that I'm building. So uh, once that is up and running with the web, with the e-course, is it's going to have the full tutorials on cow vocalizations, bull vocalizations, what they mean. And I'm going to teach how to do them on a diaphragm read. And I'm going to teach how to do them on an 
external read cal or open read cal call or external read bugle so the new e-course once that's up and running it's not going to be before season um but yes the the new e-course will will cover both those and also too we will do some stuff out in the field this fall um that i am going to be using some externals this year in the mix and kind of doing some tips in the field so we do have all of that coming up jesse so uh, Matt Jones, I picked up the new SR6 last Wednesday. I just seem to like it more than the Matthews. I know you picked the Prime over the SR6, but I'll let it go because you're a nice guy. You know, Matt, it's it's it, it's personal preference. You know, we all feel differently on the handle and on the draw cycle, and we all like something different. I mean, they're all they're all good bows. Um, and, and, and honestly, for somebody. To just go in and choose one bow without shooting all of them, you're really doing yourself a disservice. Um, pretty much recommendation that I give to people is when you're when you're in the market for a new bow, kind of prick, pick your price point and then go in and shoot every bow in that price point and let the bow choose you you're actually going to be a lot more effective you're going to you're going to enjoy it a lot more um and that's really the best way to go so uh love hunting elk i'm in for your e-course so perfect so all right guys we have about 15 minutes let me double check see if we've hit all the questions if you do have any questions on the live feed make sure uh kind of get those in right now um also upcoming events this Friday at Archery Central in Nampa, Idaho, um, doing uh, last seminar of the year there. Last one is right here in uh, the Boise area in the Valley. We will get going around six. Um, might be a little bit after six just to let everybody kind of make it there. I know with getting off work and then trying to get out there and stuff, but that is the last seminar from the year. And then after that, it's kind of focused this weekend, uh, heading back up again to check trail cameras. Um, gonna do a couple of tips in the field videos. Uh, it's going to be a mix there. There might be one for the YouTube channel, um, but a couple of the other ones that I'm doing are going to be for the Patreon page. Um, if you are new and don't know about the Patreon page, it's it's simply elkcallingacademy.com. It is $15 a month. We have the full-blown tutorials on there uh, about the sounds, e-scouting um, every two weeks. In fact, tomorrow night is the next live Q&A for the Patreon members, and we have some really good questions. I'm kind of excited for this one tomorrow night. So, Okay, looks like we hit all the questions on Facebook also. So let's jump back here. Um, as long as you get out and have fun, the equipment doesn't matter. Excellent bow advice, Mount Emily, Oregon, here we come. Oh, I miss Mount Emily. I used to have a lot of fun hunting hunting that. So uh, cow bite call recommendations. So, um, so the bite and blow style, I prefer the flex mark open read cow calls um, you know depending on your budget the green weenie uh, the mini mouth is another favorite of mine from native by Carlton the mini mouth is basically kind of the new generation of the old fighting cow call uh, Rocky Mountain hunting calls has two that I like the trophy wife and the matriarch or two that I really like the matriarch is a wood barrel has some really good natural sounds to it so um, so Victor Sanchez, you need to talk about broadheads. So the thing with broadheads is that's kind of a personal deal. I mean, do you shoot a two blade? Do you shoot a three blade? Do you shoot a four blade? Um, you know, I've, I've shot three blades for the last few years. Um, this year I'm kind of going back. We're, we're testing a few broadheads this year in our group. Uh, let's see, Bryce is shooting, um, the silver flame hundred grain two blade from grizzly stick. Brandon shooting the, hundred grain red line from grizzly stick eric is shooting the 125 grain maasai from grizzly stick i'm shooting the evo x from day six um 
I think one of the other guys is shooting the QAD Exodus, which is the head that I've shot for the last couple of years. Um, the Exodus has performed well. Uh, the Shuttle T's have performed well. I mean, really, if you can get a few different ones and test them with your setup and find which one flies the best for you. Uh, I know when I was in Wyoming a couple of weeks ago, I was doing some testing at 70 yards, shooting two and a half inch dots at 70 yards. And that 125 grain Maasai and the Evo X were just drilling those dots consistently with great flight. Um, the reason I kind of went the Evo X route is because it does have bleeder blades. So it's a two blade with bleeder blades. So, um, so Victor, I'm, I, I'm not one that's going to tell you, you have to shoot this head. I'll give you some of my favorites, uh, Evo X, uh, QAD Exodus, if you want to shoot a three blade, that QAD Exodus, I've had really good luck with it or just a couple, um, as far as the ones we're testing this year, I, I'm going to kind of hold judgment on some of those until we actually see what they do on animals and, and, and all that kind of stuff. And then probably after season, I'll do a follow-up with the heads that we're testing and kind of provide more information. So can you talk about a scenario when it's quiet out, you throw a bugle, get a mild bugle response, then you respond and don't hear a thing. What do you do? Well, so what type of bugle response... You know, what type of bugle did you throw back? Were you aggressive? Were you, you know, what time of day is it? Uh, the bugle that he gave back to your bugle, was it kind of a betting bugle that he was just kind of advertising his location or was it timid? Um, because basically if you threw a bugle and he gave you a timid response and you throw another bugle, basically there's a chance that you were dealing with a younger bull and you intimidated him. So, you know, that's where one of those things that if you throw a bugle and get a timid response, throw out a couple of cow sounds because those couple of cow sounds, then you may all of a sudden get an excited response. And then that bull right there basically just told you what he's looking for and what he wants to hear. So uh, Tony Boyd, well worth the $15 talking about the, the outcallingacademy.com. I appreciate that. So, uh, good luck on trail cameras, Michael. I'm heading out this Saturday into Idaho's backcountry to check mine. Good luck to you as well. So I like the shirt. Where can I order one? So this is, this is the new shirts that we're slowly bringing in as we kind of get out of the other one that just had the big ECA. Right now on this, I only have um, a few larges and a few double uh, XLs in stock. If you do want one of these, um, just message me on Facebook and um, or send me an email. It's Michael at elkcallingacademy.com and I can just send you an invoice and, and we can get your address and ship one out to you. So, uh, bugle me this great e-scouting info on Patreon, which I will be putting to use this weekend on my first elk scouting trip. Now that I've escaped the Texas heat and found heaven in Utah. Good luck. So Matt Jones, how heavy of an arrow do you like to run? And at what speed do you look for out of your bow? So with my arrows, I like to be kind of in that 470 to 500 range. Um, my speed is, I, I, I like to keep my speed somewhere in that 265 to 280 feet per second range. Um, for me, I've just found that, you know, that weight, that speed out of a 70 pound bow, the kinetic energy is good. The momentum is good. Um, flight of the arrow with broadheads is really, really good. Um, so that's typically kind of the range that I stay at, that 475 to 500 range on weight and my speed 265 to 280 kind of in that range. So that's kind of the parameters that have worked really, really well for me over the years. So uh, John Jones, I'll be looking up the flex mark tonight. Perfect. So uh, are you hunting open site this season? How is that coming? Yes. Uh, still no peep site on the bow. Uh, for those of you that are new or, or kind of haven't heard, uh, I've been testing for the last couple of months. I pulled my peep site out of my string and I am shooting my bow without a peep sight. I do have a video on YouTube that explains how I set up my bow for it. Um, I mean, the confidence Danny in the shooting without a peep sight is just tremendous. I probably will never go back to a peep sight again. So, 
Uh, Jesse, the elk reel non-diaphragm is another great cow call made here in Colorado. I killed my first elk with a bow last year using it. Called her back in seven times. Now, the, uh, the elk reel is, it, it's not a bad call. For me personally, I just don't like it because of the size. So... Uh, leave for Idaho in five weeks tomorrow for my 16-day hunt with my buddy from PA and Mask. Glenn, good luck to you guys. Safe travels. Uh, if you ever get to Wisconsin, check out being a celebrity speaker at Bowfest. Half the Outdoor Channel celebrities show up. Next year, music headliners are Ted Nugent and Charlie Daniels. Oh, you got me on Charlie Daniels there. All right. I might have to check out uh, Bowfest. Bow so, pulled my peep to running a peep eliminator. Yeah, and there are there are sites that that you can you can use uh, that will help you. Uh, IQ Bow Sites makes one. Uh, Perry's No Peep is another option. Um, I just I shoot a single pin and kind of the setup that I've kind of put together. The one change I am going to make on the new bow is instead of tying you know taking serving material instead of tying uh the kisser i'm just going to put an actual kisser button on it um i don't know if i'm going to do the nose button again i don't know we'll just kind of play with it and see how it goes so uh ty can you tell me your experience when being seen by a bull versus being smelled we have called back multiple bulls when being seen but have not when we are smelled have you experienced the same yeah, because a lot of times when a bull spooks because sees you or this or that, there are a lot of times that he didn't fully see you. He's not sure, you know, what it was. Just something was not right and spooked and went away. And you can most certainly call them back. But a lot of times, once a bull smells you, um, you're going to have to let him kind of forget about all that. Um, you may may be able to kind of dog him and call him back in later that day. But most of the time when, when we've been smelled, we'll just kind of back out of that area and come back in a couple of days later. And then it's like, we were never there and that bull never smelled us. So you most certainly can call them back in. You just got to give them a little bit of time. So uh, best of luck throwing arrows this year. Season is sneaking up. I'm going to put the new verdicts to the test. Nice. I know guys, we are getting so close. And in fact, next week or this weekend is kind of the the last scouting trip to swap out cards on the cameras. Um, we'll go back up the 23rd, 24th, 25th and kind of set camp. Um, and then we'll be back up on Thursday, the 29th to hit it for the opener on the 30th. So, all right, guys, we only have a couple of minutes left. Last opportunity for questions. Hopefully that answered some of your questions about, uh, alternative options to, you know, diaphragm reads there. There are, you know, a lot of options out there. You can be just as successful you can produce the elk vocalizations it's just like anything you have to put your time in practicing um the more you practice the better you're gonna better you're gonna be so uh love the magnus black hornet four blade sir razor they are awesome made in the usa and lifetime guarantee shoot them into a brick wall and they send you a new one yeah glenn i've got buddies that use magnus and, and they've had great luck with it um i didn't have the best luck on flight um there was just some things that uh they just didn't work well for me so uh, but if they're working great for you, then basically that is what's important. So, uh, Danny, did you do the grunt tube test again this year? No, I, I didn't. Um, I, I do have a couple of tubes in. Um, there's still a couple more that I'm waiting on. That's why I haven't done it. Don't know if I'm going to do it this year. Um, may wait and just do it kind of next year. So uh, pack them out apparel. Same time next week, Michael. Um yeah, it'll probably be 7.30, 7.45. It depends, you know, what I have going uh, before it. Um, I'm kind of wrapping lessons down I haven't brought in. I know some of you have kind of messaged me about getting lessons. Um, I'm kind of just wrapping up with what I already have scheduled with everything else I have kind of 
kind of going on in in the personal life there's just kind of some things that i'm needing to focus on right now so uh that's why i've kind of backed off on lessons here this year so uh great info your videos have really helped me advance my calling good luck this year mason you bet thank you uh for tuning in um that's awesome that they've helped you advance i can't wait to hear you know stories so all right guys it has started so we're gonna wrap this up uh thanks michael good night tony good night uh same elk time same elk channel next week yes we will be here again next week so um uh do many people successfully harvest big bulls without using bugle tubes you know they could there there's some people that just focus on cow sounds only and use open reeds and they most certainly heart they they most certainly are are successful so all right guys that countdown's getting close and close so thank you to all of you for tuning in tonight thanks again for interacting thank you for the questions as always keep calling keep practicing most importantly though have fun while you guys are doing it we will see you all next week on the next episode of wapiti wednesday q a brought to you by elk calling academy have a great week everybody follow and subscribe to elk calling academy on instagram facebook youtube and patreon for tips tactics gear reviews and live q a helping you to success faster thank you for listening follow and tag us on instagram at western contours jump on itunes google play and podbean subscribe leave us a comment and don't forget to hit that five-star rating we appreciate the support and until next time lay them down